Welcome back to Hookah Up, baby. Episode 47. <laughs> this one, we do a little year and wrap up. We talk about systems, which is like uh, not necessarily setting goals, but uh, practices that you do to uh, kind of get you where you want to go. And we actually reviewed our systems and what part of our systems need tweaking, need yeah. revisions, need refining. We talked about chat GPT. Yes. Uh, the AI thing. And then at the end... We did a really special treat, a special cool treat. demo. You're You'll gonna want to watch yeah, the ending of this wait, episode. Wait we did something we've never yeah. ever done. Our before. first ten hour episode. Wait till the end because it's worth it. Thanks for watching, and again, happy New Year, happy holidays to everybody. We are buckle up, and we can't wait to share more. What? Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> this episode will be like sort of year in review. By the time a year ago, this time was New Year's, and we had done a few. We had just yeah. gotten rolling. But so I just listened to a top ten TV shows of the year last week already. So yes. we're we're in that season. Yeah, I see. I'm seeing it all. Everyone's posting their interviews. We do our top ten buckle up episodes of the year. Right now, or post them, like talk about no, them. Yeah, just talk about your favorites. <laughs> I have a few off the top of do my you? head. I think the the cinematic ending to COVID, where Fauci gets That's shot with the moment. vaccines. Yeah. It ain't that a booster? And he falls over. Yeah, I watched that a bunch of times. That was fun. Have you? That real? Yeah. That I mean, I don't seek it out, but I, I no real. I watch. I watch. I I actually do watch sometimes the <laughs> real of me asking you, me explaining to you what a book is. That's a good one. I like that one. We have to add that to the highlight reel on our page. I think it's on there. But in the year in review, Michael, we've had a few good, interesting things happen. Yeah. We had a lot of guests this year. That well, we haven't. Been, we're not two years old. Well, we're like a year and a half. So the last New Year's we had done like ten or fifteen episodes, probably. Right. For the year in review, yeah, we had a, we were only like a year and a half old, but in that spirit of like uh, new year, doing things differently, yeah. you wanted to talk about systems, right? Yeah, yeah, we do systems. We'll explain what systems are again. Yeah, and uh, top ten to twenty episodes of the last year, and then I um, love Parker. I don't want to pick guests. That feels that feels mean. To, to, to favor certain guests. I know who my least favorite was. Oh, well, that, 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 that we can't I'm say. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I don't even know who you're thinking, but I think I do, but I don't know. But I don't even know. It makes it, it just gets weird if we start to do that. Did you see that clip of uh, Tarantino on uh, your uh, with Tom Segura? I saw him on Tom Segura, but I, I only watched the first, like, 20 minutes. Did you? Uh, he goes, um, he was asking a very normal question of, like, so do you have any, like, movies now that you're, like, really vibing with that? Like, are some of your favorites, any directors that you think are really doing great work? Like, you know what, man? I don't want to talk about other people's work, man. No. no I, I don't want to do that. I want to talk about my movies, all right? <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay. It's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about that. He's a real monster. I was listening to him do a... Um, uh, a movie draft. Have you ever? Seen, you don't know what that is. On you know what the Ringer is. You know who Bill Simmons is. You know what sports are. Mm -mm. <laughs> okay, so Bill Simmons. Yes, uh, the Ringer is a show on HBO that Bill Simmons has. Uh, the Ringer is a um, a company Bill Simmons started. Okay, that he after he got fired from ESPN. Uh huh. And they're basically a podcast company at this point, and they do pop culture and sports. Right. So they have a, a like they have a really good movie podcast about movies. Um, about like movies that come out and just movies in general. Mm -hmm. So they do this thing called movie drafts, where they'll mm -hmm. they'll do a uh, movie draft for 1997, and they'll get a couple people in there, and they'll each sort of pick um, their favorite movies, and whoever builds like the best roster of movies from that year mm -hmm. wins. And it's just like a jumping off point of talking about all the movies that came out in 97. Yeah. So sometimes they do it with a guest celebrity. So they did a 1987 movie draft with Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> and him and his friends came on. And his friend, so they asked him, "What? Where were you in 1987, friend?" And he explained how him and Quentin, him, Quentin Tarantino, and a third guy were all best friends um, in 1987, working in a, in a movie shop. Um, and then, and and he, this guy went on a trip around the world for a year, and he came back, and he found out that like six weeks before he came home, that third friend committed suicide hey. and died. And, and that that's where he was at in 1987. And Quentin, Quentin Tarantino's response was, he, he wasn't really my best friend. He was more your best friend. And and, and, and anyway, and and, he, and here was my favorite movie from, from 1987. And, and he goes, and actually, it, it was actually great because that's what you based your next movie on. And it was, it was just like, dude, you are a sociopath. Right. Like he's, he's so Asperger's-y uh, about movies. He's like on the spectrum with movies. He's like, Me, he's like I don't, cinematically autistic. I don't know if I want to like reduce it to that. He's just so no, autistic, um, ambitious, as and focused. But autistic as in like an elevated hyper focus on one thing. That element of it. 
it Quentin possesses. It yeah, seems like. to the exclusion of the emotional. But that's what was going on. Yeah, it's just very common with people who are autistic. Is like they don't really relate to human emotions or so, or like human interactions because they're so hyper focused on I, tasks. I would. I mean, maybe his movies are like a little autistic. Like I'm in, not in, accu- the, in I, the way I, they talk. Actually, that's bro, like, I'm not saying, that'd be interesting. I'm not saying he really is, but yeah. in the way that yeah. an autistic no, but, person no, is hyper focused to the exclusion of real human. Yeah. No, but autism is like is like kind because it's saying like it's not your fault. I'm saying like yeah, no, yeah, it is yeah. your fault. Right. Like you're. Like you're, yeah, you're yeah, a psychopath. He, yeah, that's kind of yeah. And he only cares about film and movies yeah. and the craft and not yeah. human beings. Not in real the human life. being exactly. Which is weird because he makes movies about human beings. But that's different. Yeah, because that's, that's not really ref- you. I would think the be- the best filmmakers are the most in touch with their feelings and people around them. I w- I would think so, but his characters are not really in touch with emotions. They're kind of like in their heads, right? It's and also. What's interesting is I've seen this phenomenon a lot. He's like, I don't know his work in depth. I've seen all like a lot of Tarantino movies, as most people have. They're insanely popular. Mm-hmm. But he's a writer, yeah. In addition to a filmmaker, director, he does it all, and so that says something about him as a like you know as a person who controls his whole artistic vision. Mm-hmm. But he also is a writer, and I have met a lot of writers who can create characters that are compelling who can tell stories that are, convey a certain in-touchness with mm-hmm. intuition and emotion but interpersonally they're totally awkward and weird and have it's like you a, really yeah it's yeah. sort of a stereotype of writers that they don't perform they're introverted yeah they have no skills they have no ability but he, <laughs> he's certainly not introverted i wouldn't i wouldn't um whatever the yeah. qualities are that make you a misanthrope that make you like not into people yeah. in person like that that make he's, you prickly you're, you're and little, irritable like he certainly is prickly he's he does part, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't he's not forgiving in interview all right i'm not going to talk about that all right like yeah. leave me like all that kind of stuff leave me alone yeah um it's common. I've seen it in a lot of writers, and I've seen it with writers who are like socially awkward, but in their heads, they can mm-hmm. like observe. And it makes sense if you're like someone who is like an observer of the world right. and not an engager right. with the world, where you're not like out there charming everybody, but you're taking it all in. Yeah. So you can sort of f- write down the resonant frequencies between people, and like you can convey something that we can all process. Right. And that's your medium of like expression, not social expression, right. but artistic. Right. Hmm. What were we saying? Quentin Tarantino on why, scene. why Tarantino is sociopathic in person, yeah, but, but his that, characters are so compelling. Before that, when uh, he was on Tom Segura. Yeah, Tom Segura asked him, yeah. like, tell me who your favorite, you have any people that you really oh, like right now? Oh, our least favorite guest. Oh, got it, got it. I don't know who that is. I don't have one. We'll talk, uh, they're all great. They're all great. Harry was Harry was the most provocative. Yeah, the Harry one, really. He I was mean, just like. He got an insane amount of views across yeah, all the social media. Gotta have, we got, that's what, it's so funny, that's like, that's the Building blocks of podcasts, yeah, right? Provocative, interesting people, right? Right, we just right. Got, uh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy was Jeremy. I I was so I'm surprised the Jeremy clips didn't get more attention because I thought he said some really he did, uh, and gold you know what? Stuff. Yeah, can't think too much about it. I'm proud of it. Yeah. I mean, some of the resolution we hadn't had down yet, so it's kind of fuzzy. Yeah, that could be. Um, yeah. He also he's holding two orange pillows on his lap the whole time, <laughs> and that was interesting. Um, but anyway, he's he. I just recently heard from. Uh, uh, he's down in Miami. I was in Florida, but yeah. he's been sharing kind words about us in the podcast. Oh, nice. So that's been good. People, people come up to me and they're like, me. well, I'm, I'm like, how are you doing? And they're like, I know how you're doing because I listen every week. Yeah, I'm sh- I am and surprised like, when so people, strange. I think they're teasing me like, oh, your podcast? No, I watch every single episode. Yeah. We have super fans out there. Yeah. Somewhere in the 300 pot. 300. Yeah. Well, there's 2,000 people on TikTok. I don't know what that means. It would be cool if someone that we don't know was that, was that devoted. Didn't you? Well, didn't you say someone approached you at the park? Who you sort of knew and didn't know, and he was like, "Yes, that's true." You had a fanboy moment, yeah. But someone like really like if if my like dream would not whatever it would be really cool if someone was like, "I'm like a Muslim guy living in L.A. We're not Jewish, but we come from the same kind of family. Like I deal with the same kind of stuff that you guys are listening talking about, and Mm. I think I think you guys are cool." In due time. 2023. That would, that would be cool. 2023. Yeah. That's happening. And my name is Akash Singh, and I want to introduce you oh. to and. <laughs> um. But uh, one thing as far as systems go. Mm-hmm. All right, so we wanted to talk about systems. You wanted to talk about it in particular. Why? Because I like hearing your systems. My and, updated systems? And I, and I want to think through mine. Yeah. Mm. We did it last year. I thought it was cool. It was helpful. Like what are my current systems right now that I'm up to? Yeah, and what you want to change, how you want to adjust from last year. Mm. 
Interesting. I still, I, what I find is if I don't go in like the right sort of sequence throughout the day, like it does screw things up. Mm-hmm. If I go out of order of like what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some stretches of weeks this year where I was so busy because I was composing on a TV show with the band and it was just like, I could barely come up for air. It was just a lot of that. So sometimes I would just dive right into that or whatever it is. One thing that I have to be really conscious of, it's sort of related to systems because it disrupts them, is content addiction. Mm -hmm. That's been real hard. Like, if I'm opening Twitter by reflex, the first thing in the morning, especially as I started to use Twitter more, it's like the worst. I mean, they're all bad in certain ways when when you're abusing them. Twitter is just like going into a bathroom stall and just start reading the latest things yeah. scribbled on it because there's, I don't know, like there's nothing, there's very little of value on it. It's really a cesspool. Yeah, there's no upside to Maybe it, I've yeah, found. Yeah. Like t- t- TikTok, it's hard to get mad at because you're like, this is just so fun. Right. Like, But, it, but I'm, at a, I'm at a point now with it where if I find that I'm consuming more than creating, I feel shitty. Like I feel really drained, like as a human by yeah. the end of a day. Like, it's one thing to, like, set aside time to, like, have some fun mm-hmm. on the feed, look through stuff, have a good, like, you know. But if you're just doing that, I've found that I've had days where I'm like, ugh, ugh, yeah. Eh, and I have to, like, hide my phone under something. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And I know you can relate to that. And then we'll get back to systems. Yeah, no, I've been working a lot on it. I got, um, on Black Friday, I actually ordered a new f- iPhone case. Mm. And then I said to myself, I want my kids to not know that this is my phone mm-hmm. like because they don't know they like they just know the case right and so i so i'm like when when this phone comes in the mail when this case comes in the mail i'm gonna switch it and like from then on my kids don't see my phone uh-huh. like l- literally 12 minutes after i got it my daughter goes is that is that your blue phone <laughs> is that your blue? she says is that your blue phone <laughs> how did she know <laughs> she, she oh. I, it was out right. and she saw it like after 12 minutes but since then, I've been a lot better of like um, really keeping it in my pocket or keeping it off of me. Well, one thing I do only- is once I I don't do this all every time. I'm not consistent, but when I go inside and it's like after five p.m. or whatever, if I'm in like kid zone five to eight p.m., mm-hmm. I don't have the phone on me. Yeah, that's great. I put it in a drawer or like a way, like I just put it down on something mm-hmm. because otherwise it'll be out. Like you yeah. could say, don't have your. Otherwise, I'll just be like checking in between whatever. And yeah. I'm, I, I, ha, I do do it. I'm not. It's not a purity test. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh shoot, whatever. If I'm trying, and I hate that because then I'm neither here nor there. I'm just split between two different attention spans, yeah. which is the worst. It's like either you're in something and focused, or you're not. Yeah. And I think, and I'm dodging the question on systems a little bit because I still do it, but there's been a lot. I've been embattled a little bit with uh, because part of the systems is like posting and making content. Right. And sometimes I'll open my phone to post. Fifteen minutes later, I'm like. Jeez, I got yeah, a post. Yeah, I forgot to do that because I saw some amazing thumbnails and really interesting things. Yeah, because I like, saw so... an Indonesian guy surrounded by sixty alligators and he had a shovel. I saw that too. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, what a badass! It's crazy. Of course, and he was like, dude, dude. I'm like, "This guy's nuts." But like, like when you're going into like the cave of wonders that is social media, yeah, touch nothing but the lamp. Remember, the lamp is like what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go in there and do your thing. But you're surrounded. And I yeah. sometimes am a boo. The monkey. <laughs> and I'll be like, ah, everyone's trying to come at me when you open these things. It's not your, well, the thing is, it's not your fault. No, it's it des- is. No, it's designed to, right. be, to be smarter than so you. So in my systems, you. one of the things that I'm trying to do lately, very, very recently, mm-hmm. is not open the phone at all mm-hmm. until I've done like a few things. In the morning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it just feels better to... Have your coffee, get mm-hmm. inside, do some affirmations. I, I, cheesy saying that out loud, but I do do them. I just do them. I affirmations, know. I do them. Um, very mystical person. No, I, I, I don't know. I just do them, and it's... You're a very them. mystical person. Maybe. You are. <laughs> um, I don't know if I qualify, my, categorize myself that way, or if you're being tongue-in-cheek, that I'm mystical. I, I, I think you, you refuse to acknowledge it, but you have a Rebbe who happens to be a meth addict. But Jordan Peterson, <laughs> is al- allegedly. Meth addict. <laughs> no, I mean, he like barbiturates or whatever. Oh, Benz, Benzodiazepines. Benzo Benzo You're a monster. And, 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 Quentin and, would and never say a- that. And Even you, Quentin wouldn't say that. <laughs> and you believe in affirmations. Um, You're a spiritual person. I don't know if I believe in them, but, I, but I'm just like, it's like a Pascal's wager. 
Know what I mean? Yeah, this is what I mean. You keep, you keep like. No, I'm, walk, I'm telling you. Do back. I know that? I mean, I read it in Scott Adams' book. He kind of says, "I can't tell you why they work, but they work." So I'm like, "All right, I'll try it." Yeah, but I, but I can't definitively say they work. As like as a uh, as yeah, a I don't think anyone definitively says like, you know, anything. They right. just they, they right. believe in it. All right, so I do these two three yeah. affirmations. Mm-hmm. They involve a few different things. Um, some to do with like health regimens and all, and like success and uh, focus, all these kinds of things. Affirmations. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. After that, I try to. Do something involving instrumental, like musical instrument practice. Is this also before your kids get up? No, this is after. This is like once they're out the door. Uh, but what do you do, f- like, f- like so all that all that whole time before you're not touching your phone? I didn't. No, I do. So you do. I'm you trying do, 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 do. not to. Like, oh, like, is your goal to like not touch it at all until until after the kids are done and after yeah ideally do it's not touch process. it it's not that i can't touch it but, no, but I, I i i don't want to be opening twitter instagram yeah, yeah. tiktok youtube shorts linkedin yeah. twitter spaces yeah. clubhouse i don't want to open anything yeah. like to check on metrics views none of that dopamine i don't want any of that yeah until i'm like ready to look at it and like review like because yeah. sometimes it's a healthy way to like you know structure your mind to say like uh i'm a media person like we make stuff and I run my own channel here, which involves Buckle Up, involves uh, my own comedy content, some musical content, band content. Like, I'm doing that. That's my work. Mm-hmm. But, like, don't show up to work before you have to, in a way. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you're yeah. getting up super early, you're getting up super early. And if that, that's before the kids get up, if I have things to do, that's another task. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at it that way, like, no one in other work professions would ever clock in before they're at work. That's not true. Everyone checks their email and They do, and but I, I'm trying to look at it that way yeah. where, like, in the traditional sense, give yourself work life, give yourself a healthy balance between yeah. two things. Because yeah. otherwise, the phone is with you all the time, and TikTok is and it is going to be there yeah. in everything. It's going to be there for bath time, bedtime, dinner, conversation, yeah. whatever. It's going to be everywhere, and I can't. And I like, I'm just trying to fight that. So yeah. in my systems, what I'm trying to implement is this is this way of like, once I accomplish these three th- these things, where kids get out the door, I get to the studio, I try to do some the affirmations, then some kind of instrumental work practice a little piano mm-hmm. like warming up or guitar to like a backtrack on youtube and i'll just play a few things uh or some looping now which i've been setting up which you can talk about later about mm-hmm. like i'm setting up my new loop my pr- loop rig i haven't uh worked at in a while but i'm trying to brush up on that and once that's done i've like worked myself out musically mm-hmm. creatively then it's time to dig into content and what time is it at this point it's two in the afternoon no i'm just kidding at this point it's like mid-morning okay I'd say that, you know, uh, maybe in the, between 9 and 10, I'm, I'm digging into content, videos for the day, mm-hmm. editing some buckle up reel or clip for the day, that kind of thing. Um, and then I shift into like, you know, sort of lunchtime and music in the afternoon that covers my bases. Mm-hmm. And I focus on that. I'm trying now, now that I have a second between uh, that the show I've been working on is done and that's constant turnover. I'm also working on like just making music for music sake, like a, producing a beat. And making yeah. something, sketching out ideas. It's very freeing. And I always feel so much better doing that than scrolling and diving into the social media space all day long. Mm. And then a friend of mine told me a good phrase, which is post and ghost. Make the video, post it, and don't look at it for a while. And like reward yourself later to check it out yeah. or to be disappointed, whatever. But like that whole relationship with it, I'm, I, I am embattled with because once you're so deep in it, every creator can talk about the burnout and the feeling. Like all of a sudden, if the day's gone by and you've spent more time consuming them than creating, it's really. Re- It'll drain you. And I've also saw a good video by Jack Conti, CEO of Patreon, mm-hmm. who also is a huge, cr- massive creator. Like mm-hmm. he puts out so much. He plays in Scary Pockets, uh, like a funk cover band thing, and they do cool covers and arrangements of things. And he just puts out so much content. But he talks about how to stay sane while doing it. One of the things he talked about was batching content, which a lot of people talk about. Which is on Monday, do all your filming for all the things you're going to do that week, mm-hmm. as opposed to creating a video a day. Um. And my concern with that is I think it's a good idea because, like, you don't have to, like, wake up and... But then, like, I, wa- I don't want to lose my regimen mm-hmm. of, like, feeling that little bit of pressure to, like, create because otherwise, yeah. you know... And I'm trying to decide That's if I want to switch to that. 30 days is good for that, the group, 30 days. 30 something. days is what got me started. I'm not, I, I can give you full credit. <sighs> God, you started also someone just uh, published a book that got, uh, that's getting reviewed in the Jewish Review books this week. Um, Hillel Broder. Yeah, we could say go out and buy it. From 30 Days of Something. 30 Days, yeah. His project just got published as a book. Um, But I want to do it also. Anyway, yeah. 
I, I want you to continue. Yeah. But that's my so just to put yeah, a button yeah, on gotcha. that. That's my sort of systems right now. It's yeah. it's constantly embattled with the social media and trying to like trying to like contain that. Mm-hmm. But your thirty days of something prompt that you started on Facebook, this group was what probably started me on the daily posting thing, yeah. which was really good. Yeah, yeah for yeah. the time being. Now it's at a point where it's like, okay, now I have to like figure out how to contain all mm-hmm. this so I'm not burning out. So maybe we should maybe we yeah. should do another one, maybe like a long term one where because uh, it, it get, so thirty days of something is a group where. Um, you just you just have to. It's a group of people who are making stuff or mm-hmm. pick a project, and then every day you have to post some sort of progress. It could be one word, it could be yeah. one note, and or you get kicked out. But maybe it's good for that. Uh, if we did another one, it's good for that pressure. Mm-hmm. But it's not this overwhelming pressure that kind of you know creeps into your life right. because you don't want it. Right. To. Yeah. I just I very much preach the idea of like consistency like working out and you can't like stop but then you can't stop and that's a real problem so how do you find the balance between burning out and whatnot and jack conti's solution was batching content do outfit changes make a bunch of videos have a shoot day yeah but then like i just sometimes rely on that last minute like think of something funny in the moment but it does hurt like you're just like oh whatever what are you up to well, I just, wait, just to put a button on that. So systems are like we talked about it last year. Systems, not goals. So you don't mm-hmm. you don't pick a certain metric to hit. You just pick sort of a practice that you want to be doing, mm-hmm. and you just sort of dive into that as as often as deeply as you can, in the hopes that it will become sort of a more than just a, a hobby or whatever. It's like something that you get to do professionally, and so that when a professional opportunity arises, you're primed you're and primed, ready for it. Exactly right. So uh, right. So so how would exactly. you how would you bucket that like? Um, Exactly. Podcasting, music, content creation. Those are your like four, three systems. You mean the three categories of like, what do you mean by bucket it? Like, like how would do you have to give a name to each of your systems or is that like part of the, the process? Well, I kind of bundled, muddied up like systems and just like what I do yeah. during the day, like my routine, which yeah. is different. Systems is just an approach to doing things in general of like, you know, uh, if I'm doing a 30-minute beat, mm-hmm. um, which another creator online was talking about, 30-minute beat make, I just, or a thir- a 30 minutes and I make like an eight-bar loop or like a, just a beat. So I don't say like, oh, I need to like be reacting to something where like uh, there's a deadline. I have to make something for something, a transactional thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to just making something for the sake of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the practice of doing it. So, oh, I left that one thing in it. Comedy writing. Mm-hmm. So that's a good example. That's a great example, yeah. Good example of a system is where because the podcasting and things, I'm editing things that we have to put out there. That's like it's it is a system of of there are systems involved in doing that, but there is a goal in mind of like I have to post a piece of content for social media or for our podcast or whatever it is. And so I am reacting to something. I'm not just doing that for the sake of itself. There is a, a beast to be fed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But you know, as part of a regimen every day, a joke a day. Mm-hmm. Is sort of one thing I try to hit. I don't always hit it. There's other things that get in the way, but and what that means is not a completed joke, not a finished thing, but start on something, pen to paper, mm-hmm. and I even do it differently, like than typing it in on a on a on the computer. Like I have an actual like notepad with a pen, just to like get myself into a different you know framework and mm-hmm. write and whatever ideas come to mind. Start with a premise. Start with a thing. And if I've written a new kind of idea or the seedlings of something, that's that's a completed thing. I'm like, okay, done. And I check it off on my phone or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's a good example of that. That's usually in the morning time in that sort of instrumental system thing mm-hmm. and of like practicing an instrument, practicing joke writing, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I found that like the other day when I sat down to like make a loop and I was kind of messing around, all of a sudden I was playing piano and I'm like, oh, sounding better to me. I could do things that I had a little more dexterity because of those systems mm. or when I want to try out a new joke on stage or try something at an open mic, like I have a bunch of things to choose from now where I'm not like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? It's like, okay, let me try to put this here, this here, this here. Right. It's all there. Right. Um, and it's sort of like the same thing as like when you post on social media and then some video pops off, somebody goes to your page and they find 50 other videos that are just as good, but one happened to pop off. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, Oh, this is actually worth sticking around for and subscribing. So, yeah, I haven't heard you talk. Um, and I want to, um, Mm. One of my systems? Yeah. I just I feel like I've been going. I'm, yeah. I'm conscious of that. I want yeah, to know I'm, well, I'm with you on the content addiction yeah. for sure. Um I'm really working also first thing the, the first thing I I, I know I, it's I'm off to a bad start if I check how the reels and TikToks and shorts that I did 
that that I posted the day before are doing like first thing. first thing in the morning. And it's not even like I'm not even dealing. You know, we, we don't deal with big numbers. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like. It's an itch. It, 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 that's why it's so insane because it's mm-hmm. like well, we'll check this to see if 400 people watched that it's an itch to scratch it's an itch the guy do you know all gas no breaks what is that again he's a guy who uh, he had like a man on the street show where he went to different like scenes and, mm-hmm. and interviewed people and it was like it's insanely successful I forgot his name but he um, I just saw him on I, mean, I think it was Theo Vaughn, maybe. I definitely know that show, All Gas No Breaks. Yeah, I know the so host. that guy, and I mean, he—he, he, I thought he said it really well, where he's like, um, "You're actively engaging in like a dopamine, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like on a dopamine thing, but you're only getting dopamine through yourself. So you make something, you put it on, and then you get dopamine based on like positive engagements with yourself. And he's like, it's just this weird like." like self-contained ego trip you go on constantly mm-hmm. especially like he's doing millions and tens of millions of views and like what does theo say to that you know yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta get that bubble you know <laughs> right he's probably like right yeah. right mm. but, I, but i don't have a theo it's such, he's so imitatable but i don't have it he's mm, so you know? fun i've been watching so his clips lately he's so, so funny you know it's like you gotta get that bubble sometimes yeah. i just send for a text i just send that bubble no text <laughs> just a little bubble you know <laughs> <laughs> i just saw um, his like pins video on his tiktok is like he's talking about white privilege privilege he's like you think i took all your shit and now I just don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about a lot of you. I grew up in Louisiana. Yeah. Or what? Louisiana, you said? I don't know. I was in the South, boy. <laughs> I was in the South, man. There was just poor black and poor white. Yeah, he, I didn't know no proof. He's like, he's like, you think I put you here and then move next door to you? <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, I think, you know, autism, speaking of which, like Elon Musk, I think autism is like the bridge between man and machine, you know? <laughs> Like, that's what they are, you know? Everything he says is so ludicrous and so sensible he's at the so same time. Funny. That's his magic. It's like Southern wisdom. So, it's something about it. He's like, yeah. yeah, you know, I think I would eat a Vietnamese guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Joe Rogan was like, Joe Rogan's like, what? He was like, if I was starving? He was like, I think I could down a Viet. Yeah. He was like, really? What about you? He was like, and he because he said he did like a fast for like three days. Like, I got, you know, I, I think I would eat a Vietnamese guy. He's like, why Vietnamese? He's like, He's like, don't you think their family would care? He's like, they're very forgiving people. <laughs> they're very forgiving. And Joe Rogan goes, yeah, but you know, but you know what's interesting is like, even though we were still technically at war with them, like now you can you can go to Vietnam and everybody's very hospitable. Even in North Vietnam, he goes, Exhibit A, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just brilliant at it. I don't know, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Did you see Stravos on on Rogan? No, I great didn't premiere, great premiere. Uh... Appearance guest, guest, on yeah. guests on Rogan, so comfortable. Uh-huh. I, I I saw that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so open. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah, just so fun. I really hope he like Rogan has him on over and over again. I think. I mean, he. I, I've seen his clips and stuff like that. So he's, funny, he's but he's guy. a great guest. Like he's he's very uh, he's like a new guy. like a Tim Dillon part two. Yeah, better than Tim Dillon. I don't think. I don't. <gasps> think, I I again. You know, I'm a, I I don't ride it for, harder for anyone but Tim Dillon. I don't. His funniest stuff is on his own podcast. It's not on Rogan. He's not but as the, comfortable on Rogan. But the initial Tim Dillons that episodes. Yeah, right. They. I'm just. I'm saying a, a Tim it, Dillon. It introduces po- you to a new big personality. That he said, yeah. you know, Joe did a lot for me. He had me on his show yeah. and like blew him up, and it sort of expanded Tim's profile. I think. Oh yeah, I and hope that happened. happens to him. And yeah. it seems like it's the similar kind of mo. This guy comes on who's just hilarious. Yeah. So, you know who talked about him was Sam Morrill. On Rogan. No, what do you say? Sam Rill, they're good friends. Yeah. Him and Stravos. Yeah. He's like, you don't know Stravos. Oh, Stravos is the funniest guy, man. You got to have Stravos on. He, like, recommended him. He told a great to story about how his grandparents met. He's like, like you want to know the kind of people I come from? My grandmother couldn't find anyone to marry her. Oh, no, there, there was a woman in my grandmother's village who couldn't find anyone to marry her because she was fucked up. So they, it was back, you know, in, like, in like Greece. So they, they, they called another fucked up guy from a, f- a faraway village who could also couldn't find anyone to marry him. And they brought him over to our village, because, you know, to, to marry. So yeah, two fucked up people up. could marry each other. But when he saw my grandmother, he decided, no, she's too fucked up to marry. Um, and then, no, when he saw that woman, he said he's too fucked up to marry. And that's the man my grandmother married or something right. like, like just like the worst of the worst in these tiny little villages. He's right. like, that's who I come from. Yeah. But um, he said like his grandfather dismissed the one who was messed up. You, I, you I, botched I, I ruined the story. I botched the story, but you, you can understand where uh, you're not going to get unbroken for a while, Michael. I know you've wanted that in 2023. <laughs> you are not getting on with your, but 
Well, I'd be telling my own story, I guess, not right? Stravos's. Yes, yes. Uh, all American um, grandparents. Would that be weird if I went on Rogan and just told Stravos's stories? Um, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude, though. What was I saying? You were um, saying um, all gas, no brakes. See, that's oh, called anyway, yeah, active no, yeah. listening. Right, just, just the the like um, getting up and and giving your searching for that dopamine thing yes. right when you get it's up. Like it's drinking so, your own it's piss. So unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. drinking your own piss. You're not going to be hydrated. Yeah. And each time it comes out, it's like diluted. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a awful love drinking pee. So yeah. I've, I've been pretty good about like leaving my phone for like a few hours actually, mm-hmm. and like when I when I do that, I know like my day is gonna be better. Um, yeah. So in the in the mornings, how's your systems going as as implemented towards the goal of writing? Exp- yes, yeah, so expanding I, your profile. <laughs> I wrote them down last year, and I think I've been pretty good about it. I mean, I don't know if like the. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean. We'll see, hopefully soon, mm-hmm. how uh, what the result has been. But I don't know if I had the best systems in place necessarily. Like I want, I want but to you adjust. Started, yeah, I want to adjust. I, I I don't know if I had great systems in place, but yeah. But have you seen from from implementing systems a systems approach like just an improvement overall to your output to whatever's been happening with your work? Mm-hmm. Yes, with the newsletter. Mm-hmm. With exercise, mm-hmm. with diet, mm-hmm. for sure. You look amazing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I started. We should talk about that. I um, don't. I feel good. You don't look bad. I got on stage the other night and I said a joke where we're, we'll do workshopping yeah. in a minute. But yeah, I did say one joke where I was like, working on my dad bod. It's going really well. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, when I was 16, I had a six pack and now it's just one giant ad. <laughs> And then open mic, they were just like, okay, weirdo. But yeah, I think it's funny. Yeah, I, think I think it's, it's a funny, funny joke. I think we work with a crowd of dads. You told me that I thought you had stolen that joke because I liked it so much. And I said it to you in our youth. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. In, it's a good when joke. it was just starting to happen. It's a good joke. Uh-huh. So you have um, done things since your systems have... Yeah, yeah. yeah. W- with the writing itself, like, um, you know, I haven't been, if I'm being honest with myself, I haven't been, if I don't have a task, if someone calls me up and is like, mm. we need a revision to this draft by t- whatever... And I, it's just me and the blank page. I haven't been that great about actually just sort of like sitting there and like writing crap until mm-hmm. like good stuff comes. Ah. Um, that's the truth. I've been distracted and I haven't been great at that. So I want to do better at that this year. What I'm trying to do this year is um, I do very well. I realize when I work with partners mm-hmm. and when I just sort of pick something and do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the most I have to show for myself is like things I've done with other people, right? Um, like finished products, um, and then just pitch, pitch self awareness, picking yeah. a project and finishing it, no matter what. Like I'm just, I have a bunch of ideas that I like, and I just picked this like animated half hour show type thing. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm gonna write it. Might not be a masterpiece, but I'm just choosing that and going for it. Yeah, you've had a so problem just, with finishing, right? You're always like, mm, and then you run out of steam um, on ideas. You I would give up on them. I don't think I have a. Pr- I don't think finishing is the problem. It's more of like, um, it's more of like starting. Really, like, like I'll be very enthusiastic about it, and then I sort of hit like a, a little bit of a road bump, mm. and instead of like really pushing through it, I'll just sort of like veer off onto something else. Like is when, that when the- I hit the first challenge, when I hit the dip. The dip I, is I that in, is that in writing something or what what it, what in what kind of project setting? It's does complicated, that but I mean, listen to your baby is a good example, right? That 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 TikTok channel. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a fun idea. I it, it was so funny to me about like a guy giving baby advice from prison, <laughs> right? And he's like a little bit of a psychopath, but right. also his ideas like aren't aren't so crazy, right? Um, and it was really fun, and I jumped right into it, and I, I made like three or four videos, and then the enthusiasm sort of dries up, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like like is this what I want to do? Like I, like I you know it, it comes to the day where I'm like I don't have a brilliant idea, I don't just want to put out like something just to put it out. Some you know I'm just not going to put it out today, and then and then you know that just Maybe happens that's over what and over you have again. To do. Put out something that for the sake of putting it out, probably. So 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 I'm better with that with like. I don't. I don't know. I, I think maybe this is where you and I really butt heads with the content creation world of like, I, I'm I'm all good with like making it and like you just make it. It doesn't have to be great, but at least you made something that day. The idea of just sort of like putting out junk just to put it out. I don't know if I really like that. Yeah, like I don't put. Out, I don't believe publishing in putting, things. I don't believe in putting out junk. Not not junk. But I mean, like, like for example, with the newsletter, like. Um, I sent I I was doing that I was just like every week no matter fucking what I'm mm. doing I'm putting I'm putting out this newsletter, and then and then I I went back and read them and like I'm like and like the, the open rates were going down a little bit and I'm like 
like asking anyone to open open something up and read is a really tall task. Mm. Like if I send out one mediocre one one week and then another mediocre one one week, like they're going to stop opening it and they're not going to tr- reopen it for another year or two. Mm. Like I, I'm not going to send out a story unless I think it's really worthwhile. And some weeks I just don't have a worthwhile story and I'm not going to like cannibalize this relationship I have. Now, social media is different because like people will forgive a mediocre video. Um, but with the newsletter specifically, like, um, I and, and I think that's a smart decision. I, I don't think it's, I think that's a smart decision. I don't know if I don't know if um, people are forgiving with social media any more than they are writing. I just think what you have to do is the best you can do that day. That's all. Yeah, yeah, but you don't need to. You don't necessarily need to share it with with the people who you're at, who you're supposed to be providing like real entertainment value to. It depends. The consistency is very effective in retaining an audience. You shouldn't compromise. It's always a, you're, some, some days you're going to have some of this. Like I know videos that I put out there are some that I'm like, you know, they always meet a certain standard. I'm mm-hmm. never like, this is crap. No, I'm just going right, to do yeah. it. So, so, so I don't really, I don't disagree with you. There's a standard, right? There's a standard. It's just a standard. And, and if it doesn't but meet it, I'm. I'm um, what I disagree with you on is like, is, is where the standard is or like. Having the standard be too high that it prevents you from sharing. True, true. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I, I, I think I'm in the right place. So you try to that. rise to it, is what I'm saying. You're in the right place. What that you'll not no, share no, like with the standard, it doesn't need to be the best thing I've ever written, but it's, it's got to tickle me in some way. I've right. got to be like, you know, this is like, this is, this is worth a, this, this gets a laugh. This gets at least one real laugh. So you've had you've that. Had, that's kind of my standard. You have times where you're like, uh, this has nothing, when you're writing a newsletter. Uh. I'll yeah yeah I'll be I'll be like I I didn't I didn't really put the work in this week I didn't I didn't like write a new story every day mm-hmm. and like I have something here but like it's not I don't I don't like fully stand by it like I don't mm-hmm. think it's that funny I think it needs to be edited more right. it's Sunday night and like and that's what it is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna send it out if I don't yeah um, I've had days where there's too many things going on or whatever and I'm like you know what yeah. it's just not worth forcing something right now but I always it always has to tickle me yeah. always yeah. It has yeah. to do something. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Um, but it has to do something. And sometimes what I think isn't perfect might be something that somebody else, not perfect, but like people respond to all sorts of different things. And I'm like, I learn about that too. Like yeah. you think you're your best judge of your work in some sense. Yeah. And obviously like you're the one doing it, but once you put it out into the world, other people receive it differently. And they're like, actually, you know, I've had shows, for example, where I performed. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, that was rough. Yeah. Dude, that was my favorite show, dude. That was the best show you've ever played. Like, yeah. people respond to your things differently. So, in a sense, it's yeah. worth sharing with the world. If part of what you care about is impact and, yeah. like, having make, having your words or your art affect people, it might. might still yeah. meet that standard even if you can't see it yet. Yeah. Just because of the fact that you made it. Yeah. Just the case to be made. Well, yeah, so for the system Against perfectionism. <laughs> Perfect is the enemy of the good. Yeah. I mean, I've been good. I think I sent out. I think I think I'm probably coming up on like a little over thirty. I don't know. I unsubscribed to was lame, but whatever. Over the last year, <laughs> I'm joking. Well, uh, you'll see. Like, I'll read you one later. Th- All right. Then this is this is one that like we can workshop. That th- that I think is worth sending out, and okay. we can, we can workshop. But it's it's like on the brink. But but I think it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, but I've been good at, about what? Yeah. I've been good about the newsletter, mm-hmm. and I want to get better at like literally every day writing a new story. No matter what, thirty days would be very helpful for that. What are your exercise routines? How you staying jacked, bro? I straight up haven't exercised since the end of August. You just said exercise has been good. It it was good until oh, August. Okay. Until August was good. You no, know how it is. Yeah, of the, uh, I, when I had my medical thing and I was like hospitalized and then came out, like yeah. that threw off everything. You'd think it would get me healthy, but it actually just made me like. It just made me like all like, it was oh a, god! Yeah. It was the holidays, and then everyone just was went, sick. Just and went into everything, and then before do? you know it, those noodles just help. There's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason to to work out once a week, you know, yeah, unless exactly. you're gonna like start doing. You ever it. had two ramen noodles back to back? Two tradition soups? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't now think I've ever that done that. Is a level of poison that is so delectable. <laughs> that is um, indulgent. <laughs> Rossi was like, "Do you want to split the next one?" I'm like, "Why don't we both have two?" <laughs> Why don't we, we both just have two? Sadly, so, in front of the TV, it's really a sad low moment when to you've call, already eaten. To call dinner. that ramen is a stretch. Not ramen. Uh, the, tradition, I, soup. tradition soup. I was trying to be something that everyone yeah. can understand. Yeah, I didn't want to Jewify it too much, just so that everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yo, it would be amazing if we got sponsored by Tradition Soup. <laughs> we should. Re- uh, we should. Totally we should reach out. out. We should reach out to the Jewish brands ever. Hit them, Tradition. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Kedem. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Delicious, amazing Kedem grape juice, white and grape. Your kids love it. You love it. Boom shakalaka. Um, yeah. Give you a little rap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So but, I have an, I think that brings me to a subject I wanted to talk okay. about on this episode. Chat GDP. GPT? Yes. <laughs> What's it pronounced? I think it's chat. I think it's GPT. GPT. Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. This new AI thing. We're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Do you know what this is? Chat GPT? Um, you, explain it to me. Have you interfaced with it at all? No. Okay. So my nephew was showing me on his phone, like one of these other open AI mm-hmm. websites, and I started using it. Yeah. And Gary Vee actually talked about this recently where he was like, it feels like the first time you use the search engine. And you're like, yeah. How did it do that? So it felt like the first time you're using a search engine, like, I don't understand how it did that. How does it just have all this info? So I asked it, write me a song in a funk fusion style about such and such, you know, about feeling funky and cool, whatever it might be. I described it and it wrote it with a chorus, a verse, and a bridge. It gave you um, musical lyrics. Notes? Lyrics. Then I said, add oh. chords in funk fusion style. And it added the correct chords. Like, really? And I was just like, ah! And I started reasoning it, like, got that feeling. So, like, it was just ideas. And, yeah. like, it's all kind of imperfect, but it didn't feel too janky and weird and, like, clumsy and, like, not believable. Mm-hmm. Not saying it was the best song in the world, but it was just like... And then all of a sudden, when I, I guess I was talking about it enough and searching for it, my TikTok feed started showing me all of these chat GPT I think. things. What is it? So, I'm sorry, I didn't explain that to yeah. you. It's an... AI artificial intelligence interface website in that has now been opened to the public in which you can in, engage with it and ask it questions and ask it to do tasks and things and it can write up a marketing plan for example mm-hmm. in a matter of 45 seconds you could describe what you want and then you could say nah tweak it a little bit i need it to be more for the demographic of ages 17 to 20 and it will redo it can you re- can you write me write me a 50 page book about a turtle falling in love with a bunny and it will do it. Literally, mm. write the book with like moods and yeah. settings and story arc, a beginning, middle, and end. It will do it. My, my fr- I, all artificial intelligence. Doing my it. first um, reaction when you said write a fifty-page book is like, no, don't. You're you're gonna waste AI. Like, okay. like that that like uh, like IRL feeling of like, oh. don't don't ask it to write fifty pages if you don't need fifty pages. Oh. Oh, you're, gonna, like, you're gonna waste. What? You're gonna waste AI. Oh, like no. it's wasteful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I, I don't quite know what you what, what that instinct is. You're gonna waste AI. You're like, thinking, um, what was? The, what are you referencing? Well, it's it's like if if you ask someone to give you uh, if you get me a tissue and they bring you ten tissues. Yes. Like I just uh, like don't you know, don't waste the tissues. It's like <laughs> don't, don't waste the AI. The, the point is, I was just showing you in terms of capability. Yeah. Like. At least for songs, it was giving it was giving lyrics first, but yeah. the, the song form is there, yeah. and then it could give you chords to play with. And then, if you're a writer, and you want to like write some, like write me a five page essay about World War II mm-hmm. from the perspective of Russia, it'll do it mm-hmm. convincingly. And my mind was le- legitimately blown. I was just like, I had that that weird novelty feeling yeah. when you discover a new tech. That you see now that it's happened several times before with like search engine, yeah. then social media. Like remember the fa- when Facebook was out, like you didn't know what it could be. Yeah. But now what we've seen with these seed seeding technologies can be. We're sitting right now. I really believe in the moment of the next. We talked about Web three and all those things. Yeah. But this is not Web three. This is like, this is a whole new precedent. Yeah. And I was like, I'm very optimistic about it because I think with these tools you can only be empowered, but it will certainly be very disruptive. So, so this is really fascinating because um, up until very recently, all the talk was about Web three and mm-hmm. crypto, and and you know with the FTX mm-hmm. scandal, now like like Web three like is pretty like is pretty toxic. But during that whole time, um, the real AI heads AI heads were saying like no like like AI is already here. Mm-hmm. Like you're promising like you have a solution. Uh, for a problem that doesn't exist, crypto. With, well, yeah, with Web three. Yeah. yeah, and like, and like, and and you haven't been able to come up with that app where you're like, oh, this is crypto. I right. get it. This makes sense. I know how I could use this. And with AI, it's like it really came in like right under of like the second you use ChatGPT, you get it. Yeah, and it's here and it's ready and it makes sense. And um and like that, I think really is the new industry 
and Web three was sort of this like propaganda machine almost of yeah. like um, to try to convince you of something that wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it seems it seems that way at this point. Yeah, where yeah. everyone was always like, okay, I think I get yeah. it, but with this, it's like. I'm in. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what to do here. So I had that with Mid Journey. Have you seen Mid Journey? It's like it's like while it's like Dolly, where you um you write a prompt for an image and it mm -hmm. gives you an image. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Chat, Chat GPT, but mm -hmm. with an image. Didn't you yeah. do one for you made some buckle I up made logos? Some, yeah, I made some logos and buckle up using a AI. Into so an app. so you can say show me a vi you can say like it's like slash imagine. Mm -hmm. It's in Discord okay. and in your little box you write slash imagine. Then I write Viking standing on a cliff holding birthday party balloons. And you wait 30 seconds, and it gives you four four different styles of a Viking mm -hmm. standing on a cliff with a birthday party balloon. Right. It's incredible. So, I mean, th that's kind of like a weird example, but, like, I go through these galleries now, and you can go through the, the sort of the Discord chat itself of different people putting in. And, like, you see, like, someone will be like, show me Darth Vader in the style of, like, uh, an Arabian Knight. And you get this this Darth Vader in this like. Do you have to write it a certain way? So so that's the thing. So so what I got from this is I'm like, there's gonna be a job mm. where it's like it's like you know for for this YouTube thumbnail, Ami, what I want is like this exact room, but on the couch is Rogan, but he's like six thousand pounds. <laughs> And and like and like that's the thumbnail and it makes sense for this joke or whatever. And then you go to Midjourney and you're like, I have no idea how to make that happen because it's not so simple. But with ChatGPT, yeah, you just talk to it like a person. That's what's crazy. But you just go, hey, looking for, I'm looking for. You just type in like you're interfacing with a yeah, human. Okay, so maybe it's a it's little really more artificial advanced. intelligence. Yeah. That's what's wacky about yeah. it. Then you're like, I didn't like that. Can we try it a different way where the the and you specify where the, he's mm -hmm. not as. Can you make the character a little more forgiving? Mm -hmm. And but but also aggressive, and it'll do it. And you can say it just like that, just That's like really that. Cool. Yeah. So mid journey, you can't do that. And for you as I thought of you right away because I did the music thing, and I'm like, if you're like stuck, what do I? I need something. I need something to interface with. Yeah. As a partner on this thing, so have the AI do it, and That's then cool. you write your own thing off of it. But That's at cool. least to get over blank page syndrome, yeah. you just talk to something. Yeah. And there you go. You're starting. It's like for creatives, it's incredible. For a lot of like consultants and people like that, they're screwed. Right. For people who put together like a plan, it, uh, people are posting all over TikTok. I needed a marketing plan for this and it did it really Is well. Is that real? That's like, that's it's a all real over thing? TikTok. Yeah. I'm like, he's like, so I work in marketing and we asked this AI thing to actually come up with a marketing plan for one of my clients and it's good. <laughs> We're going to use it. It did it in 45 seconds. This would take a week for us to come put together or however long, yeah, hours. That's wild. 45 seconds later, I'm like, that makes sense. That's true. That's it has all yeah. the information of the world. So, so right, so so with with Midjourney, I'm sure with Chat ChatGPT also, I I bet there, a new job is going to be sort of like managing the AI. Yes. Um. So so the, the same way with like content creation, it's not going to replace content creation, but the content creator is going to use it, mm -hmm. and the ones that are better at using it and directing it and being more specific and knowing the languages and the words, yeah. the same way like with the algorithm, knowing the hashtags and the titles and all that are going to do the best. Listen, listen. Since the beginning of time, technology and human beings have interfaced in a. <laughs> You guys, Since, like you do that as Yuval Noah Harari. Sure, yeah, yeah. Noah Yuval Harari. Noah, yeah. listen, it's a it's a dangerous time, but it's also a fascinating time. <laughs> Since the beginning, people think this is new. It's not new. Since the beginning, in man in cave. Since man in the caves, we banging on rocks to communicate. We banging on wood. The wood is the technology. We are the human being. We interface with the wood. Boom, boom, bang. Boom, 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 bang. Boom, boom, bang. Boom, 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 bang. <laughs> we make the sound. Who make the sound? The wood. Or the person? Who make the sound? Yeah, is, is Michael, it, who make the sound? The person. No. Both. <laughs> it's not the wood, it's not the person, you need both. The person prompts, the wood responds with the vibrations, and goes, <laughs> ching, ching, boom. You didn't know that this is you, but also a dancer, you know? Papa American. <laughs> Just like he's just like doing an interview from Tel Aviv playing paddleball. Like, <laughs> pickleball, pickleball. So listen, listen, listen. <laughs> The point is, <laughs> though, the real, the real point is, and that's what Yuval is saying, it is also not only, it is the sapien making, making communication with the wood. It's wood and sapien. Sapi wood. <laughs> I call it in my next book. It's about wood and sapiens, because I love sapiens. Um, <laughs> the wood is the tech. That was the tech of the most prim primitive technology, the fire to warm things. A human being needed to start it, and then the fire is sort of mm -hmm. self-sustaining. Yeah. And with time, the car. Who drives the car? Both. 
both. I'm just saying you push the pedal, but then the then all this other tech happens when you push the pedal inside the car. Mm-hmm. And then with creative endeavors, like who paints? You or the brush and the paint itself? That's all technology. Like yeah. paint, brush, wood, and you're manipulating it. Same thing when you're doing like electronic music. Everyone's like, that's not real music. I'm yeah. like, well, the guy playing the guitar is also using tech, vibrations of strings. It takes different skill sets right. and whatever. But the second you're turning knobs and everything like that, you're interacting with AI in a particular yeah. way. So this is just the natural extension of that. Like yeah. writing the song for you, okay. So maybe all the songs will be elevated in a way that we could, we can't even imagine. Yeah. I was thinking of, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, completely. So that's how I sort of look at it like conceptually, not like, yeah. oh my God, no more musicians. So, it's like- so, so I, I mean, I, this, I spent time last week going through mid journey tutor- tutorials to, mm-hmm. to really, to, I'm like, I, some, someone's going to ask me someday, like, how do, how do you get this image yeah. like that? And I want to be able to like do it and mm-hmm. get paid for it. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. I'm just, I mean, I, I thought I'm like, we got to talk about this. Like, this is like, we talk about tech a lot. We talk about yeah. like creative economy. Yeah. We're sitting right now in yeah. a moment where I think this is, Revolutionary yeah. tech, which is hard to imagine yeah. before it comes up. And all, I mean, like at TikTokers, you can imagine a few years where it's not doing it with images, but doing it with videos. Mm-hmm. Where, where like the everything bagel guy, where he has this idea for a skit and he doesn't act it, he like puts it into a mach- uh, into a, a processor that goes, "All right, here's the skit. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want the angle over here. I want it like this. Like, give it to me again with this angle. Uh, give the guy a shorter beard and like, and he, he works on it until it's perfect, and then he mm-hmm. puts it out on TikTok, and it's like right." Just you're just like these incredible animations and like is that is that a re- is, was that in person was that live or was that AI what was that like so the only thing left <coughs> standing cool. is live performance I'd see you know well like that that's the, video no, that's but the quality live, video when you go live yeah like when you go to a show yeah like that art form how can you replace that because by definition fundamental to the art form is the in person experience when right. you go to see Fish or Dave or any of these bands so they're working on it with VR. With VR. To have, to have that, to replicate. The, there's a lot of really smart people who are trying to replicate. What does it mean to feel like you're in person? Mm-hmm. And how do I replicate that digitally? And one, t- one day it'll be so sophisticated, maybe one day soon, that you won't feel the difference. It's possible we're in it right now. Right now. Which I think we are. Things are getting so ridiculous. The simulation yeah. just gets more and more believable every yeah. day, right? That brings us to Trump and his big announcement today. Okay. Do you know what it was? No, what was it? He said yesterday, major announcement coming today, folks. And everyone's like, VP pick, VP pick, politics. NFT collection. No. <laughs> I promise. It looks like a joke. Its video looks like a joke. It's called Trump Cards. It's great for your holiday season, folks. It makes a beautiful gift for America. Oh, I mean, it's, it's perfect for him. It's, it's like called, the scan- it, It's called Trump Cards, and it's like, I think it's like superhero things of Trump. I'm gonna, I gotta make a video about this right now called yeah. like um, Trump getting peed on <laughs> for America. Trump cards. That's well to release an NFT Good. now is is something crazy. Inter- is interesting. Interesting. I don't know. It's like it's, it's so crazy oh that God. maybe he knows something we don't. Yeah. For Trump yeah, to release maybe. an NFT collection now. It also seems well, so crazy. It's just you, the bottom. He put of the out a barrel, promo. Like... We don't have our phones because we're recording. But you got to watch the promo. It's like, is this fake? He's like, look, we it's a lot. And you, you could get his uh, you. He's like these Trump cards. You get a Zoom call with me. It's it's beautiful. Some people don't think that's so beautiful, but it, it's be- listen. We're doing a lot, folks. People talk about how, how like Gary Vee is a scammer. Like he is the epitome of NFT. Donald scam. Trump. Yeah. This like, whatever this is. Like he will disappear at some point. Yeah. From this project. <laughs> I want to maybe you can stand for natties for Trump. You know what natties are? Oh people, my god. You know what the word natty means? No natural. Let's talk about yeah natural natty natties for Trump, not the Liver King, folks. Do you know Liver King? Yeah, is is a natty the opposite of the liver king? Yes, oh, liver king's the liver king yeah, scandal you that. heard about. Yeah, I, I can't believe it, but he was on steroids the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> that, talk about that. You he's, know, he made a hundred million dollars last year. That's what they said. But he said, "I don't do steroids." To their face, you yeah. can shut your fucking mouth, <laughs> and it comes out fucked up, <laughs> fucked up. I do use steroids. I use them all the time. Whatever. So he talks about Did it. Did you see him on Andrew Schultz? Yes, I didn't see it. Well, how was it? I know it happened, but... So he did... At first, I'm like, Rogan's like, I'm not going to have him on. What am I going to do? Just talk about this nonsense. Then he goes on Schultz. Yeah. And like, I got to give it to Flagrant and Andrew Schultz because they got him to sit down and it was like real talk. It wasn't shtick. Yeah. Like, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw clips of him talking about it. And Andrew goes like, listen, man, like, I just don't understand why you feel like you have to like lift a heavy tree trunk to feel like a man. Oh, wow. Like, why do you have to feel that way? Like, you got a wife... You got kids, you got successful businesses, yet you still feel like you have to lift a heavy tree trunk on screen to feel like you're a man. 
What does that make me? Because I'm, I'm a good man. I don't do that. I care for my friends, care for my family. That makes me a good man. Being vulnerable makes you a good man. What'd he say? And, and Liverkin was like, you know, just sitting there like, I don't know. He kinda, I, I didn't get the whole concept of the episode, but he was kind of taking it like, yeah, uh, I don't know. It'd be funny if like, like, oh, I never thought about that. No, but it was really never interesting. Never thought about I that. Could just, I have to be honest. I didn't watch the full episode, but yeah. I could tell at that point in the episode yeah. that things had taken a very real turn. Good for them. And they were able to like not like stick with him. He was able to be like, I got to go watch that. You know, like yeah. whatever it was, like they didn't just make fun of the whole thing. Like Andrew Schultz had like this moment of like sincerity. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I feel like I've gotten to know you better. I feel like since you've been vulnerable with us, like I feel closer to you. Yeah. And I feel like, I have more admiration and respect for you for, for just sharing yeah. with us how it was hard for you yeah. and like what this was like and being real. That to me is what a man is. What a, and, and you're just like, huh. What a great thing to do with a platform that you have. Yeah. You have this big podcast. You're like, let's talk to Liver King about it. Let's <laughs> see if he'll answer our questions. Yeah. Very yeah, but cool. it's also so easy to take the low hanging fruit and like just fuck with him and like and just like yes. totally well, he's be good. sticky he's about good. it. He he knows he's but he's now really but what he does. Uh, you know, but post steroid thing, they like wanted to talk about it and uh I thought that was, I just saw this clip that was actually quite moving. It was yeah. Schultz like talking about, what do you think it really means to be a man? Why do you feel like you had to do that? Why do you yeah. feel like you had to put on this show when you already had everything that meant, that meant something to you? Yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't see enough of the episode to see his response, but he was just like, I know, I know, I know. Well, it's just, just like he was talking not with like shtick and bravado. Yeah. It was more just like, <laughs> well, he 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 exploited the thing Scott Galloway talks about, where like there's a crisis of men in this country where people mm -hmm. don't know how to be a man anymore. So he he that's a market that he. He exploited. Did you say, Scott? <laughs> Triggering impression. Your Triggering. hair falls out. He's been good to me, Scotty. And what has he done since the original? He shared like so many. He shared a bunch of more reels. Really? Nailed the target. He shared my Jordan Peterson ones. He shared cool. a bunch of things. Cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a crisis of masculinity. And for a lot of people, uh-oh, I lost it. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's a crisis, man. You think he's we, a good dad? We are in a crisis right now. We are in a crisis right now. The problem is for young men. Young men. <laughs> young men. We're in a crisis right now. Crisis right now. <laughs> crisis Galloway. right now. Crisis he always has right this now. weird authority. Yo, I mean, he, he has such an authority when he talks about anything. I went you... to the store the other day and I ordered a steak. Dude. When I went to the waiter, I said, can I get it well done, please? He actually wanted to make it medium rare. And I think too many men think you have to have your steak well done in order to yeah. feel like a man. But you can get your steak medium rare. And can it's we... actually the proper way to cook a steak. Can we do something right, right now? now? Can we yeah. do something right now? You were talking about how yeah. before the podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, you're talking about you want to figure out what a live performance that only Ami Kozak could do. That's maybe not the traditional standard route. Right. Could you do like a loop, a Scott Galloway loop with music right now? And then, On and the then pod. And I'll read my story. Oh, it's over there. You want to turn the camera? Could you, could, oh, you, oh, you'd like have to go over there? To do the loop? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, have you ever tried doing something like that before? What? Like you, you do like um, you'll like, sing into the microphone and yeah. do like a Michael Jackson thing. Have you ever tried doing it with your impressions? Well, let's see. Like crisis, 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 and like you'd have to. I could see the wheels turning. You, you'd have to if you wanted me to actually do it. It's all the way over. Or maybe there. we could do it for next time. But you should, you should put out. Why don't you, you take this thing and follow me? All right, let's do it. All right, ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell me if the shot is on. Yeah. Don't stop the recording. Oh, that's perfect. Is it perfect? Can you see what's going on here? Yeah. So what was the prompt there, Michael? So do like a, a loop thing like you do with Michael Jackson, but yes. with Scott Galloway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in a crisis right now. Like, 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 we're in a crisis right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just like, you're like, 
How's that? Beautiful. Okay, let's turn it back. Oh, this might be the coolest episode. Coolest episode we've ever done? That was great, dude. Anyway, so. That was awesome. Something like that. I love that. <laughs> So yeah, that's. Uh, I I wonder if Scott. I wonder if Scott will share that shit. That was yeah. cool. So you could do. You could. Uh, that's like. That's. I. Th- I think I just came up with a great idea for you. Well, I thought have about. You never thought. Yeah, I'm I sure have. You of have. course. I mean, I've been doing these Jordan Peterson raps and Gary V raps on duetting on TikTok. Yeah. I had a friend I was meeting with in L.A. who does like musical comedy, and I was like, I was thinking about like bringing the loop, doing an impression, maybe taking suggestions from the crowd, making a song with the impression, the beat making. The yeah. looping, all fused together in one synthesized experience. Yeah, and you could get like Bo and Bo Burnham, like will also add something like profound into it, which yeah. really just elevates it. Mm-hmm. Like um, you could do something with Jordan Peterson, but also include like one of his ideas that's like transformative consciousness, consciousness, conscientiousness. No, but a good and then something that's moving. Yeah, like oh wow, this is not just a joke. It's also like well, one of the things that the life, yeah, the lifeblood, the thing that would glue it all together was to actually have like songs too that I could play and even stand up like jokes, bits that my what I'm starting to envision as it's all kind of coming together is Mm -hmm. like a little bit of stand up to set a premise and a joke. And now a song about it, mm-hmm. and then talk about it within a song that's actually like pre-written, but I could like create it live. Yeah. Then have improvised sections within the songs, and then you got an hour. Yeah. Thank you for making me do that. You're welcome. Now read me something you've written. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's so funny because compared to that, it's so like not entertaining. Yeah. Let's see. This was my idea because my phone. Oh, you know, well, you know, my phone's over there. Let me go get the phone. Go get the phone. I'm nervous about this because I know you're not a fan of my work. Right. Uh, my phone might die. And your phone. <laughs> the worst. All right, Michael. Ever. So far, the pitch is going well. <laughs> um, I know you're not a fan of my work, and it's probably better in when you read it. Yeah. Um, Should I just read it on camera and people can just watch my face? Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. Why don't you read it? Really? No. Come on. Read it. I mean, All that right, doesn't fine. make sense. I'll read um, it. I'll read it though out loud. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so I'll read yeah. it. Yeah. Because I have to react in real time. Listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the title. This is all. What are you writing this on, by the way? This looks very I clean. use Evernote. I've been using yeah. it since I like the 2009. Right? It's great. This is all fake. For disclaimer purposes, I read the title already. Yeah, this is, this is, so this is a short, short story, a very short story um, that I wrote. Is there a tone I should be reading it at or just as myself? Uh, read it like a French, like a French prostitute. For real? Okay. Like with, yeah, it doesn't need to be the, the that's the, that's the, the uh, voice. With the, with the accent and every, everything? You could, yeah, okay. you definitely could. This is a story about Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk defiled me. I am an internal document at, <laughs> I am an internal document at Twitter. At least I thought I was. Now it seems I am just a document. Internal, no longer. I think I'm going into Israeli. <laughs> I think you're a With the, No, les personnes me prochain tout, c'est toi, toi, je, French. I, I have to get French now. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I am an internal document at Twitter. I'll soften it up. I am an internal... Dark, but dark. Like just... I am an internal document at Twitter. At least I thought I was. Now it seems I'm just a document. Internal, no longer. I tried to remember what it was like to be circulated exclusively amongst my highly paid executives. They were elite. They were moral. And they documented everything on me. Their plans, their hopes. Their burden of being the only ones who could marshal democracy. They attached me to emails like I was a precious resource. Like I was a secret that when shared becomes ever more concealed. This was all before I was made external. Now I'm texted. Screenshot. And quote tweeted by enraged imbeciles hungry for engagement, exposed by substackers desperate for relevancy without consideration or discretion. Like I'm a piece of content. I'm a whore. My dear Jack, if you are reading this, then you know the pain I am in. And you know that there is still documents so internal, even that classless industrialist Musk has yet to uncover it. He does not yet know of your machine that travels through time, fueled by anger, resentment, and division. Use it, Jack. Use it and reverse what these sentient apes have done to me. To be free is to die. Internalize me once again and let me live. Also, 
Bring it back to 140 characters for me to poop on. <laughs> I was doing insult the comic dog. Yeah. I morphed into that, but uh, that was good. How did I do? That was pretty good. A dramatic read. That was a dramatic read. I liked it. Yeah, as me, I liked it. I mean, I, get, I, 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 <laughs> I, I like the part that I was involved. Well, in. no, it, if you would have read it, I don't know if you would have done, you know, the way I did it. I wouldn't have. Right, I wouldn't have done. I it. turned into Triumph the Insult Comic yeah, Dog. Yeah, by yeah, the yeah, yeah. I am an internalized yeah. document for me. It actually wasn't so. F I don't know. How did did, what, did that reflect the character that you were writing? A little bit. Uh, Direct me. If I if if we if we're doing it again, I would say like do it like a little more slowly and mm. a little bit more like darker, like more angry. Like uh, V for Vendetta. I am an internalized document. Kind of like that. Set me but, free. But, but you did it pretty well with, with the direction I gave you. That was pretty good. So first time read. Yeah. First I time you it. read one of my stories. Yeah. yeah. That was per that was also the right length. I'm a whore. That's what these are. You're I'm right. an internalized document. The thing is, this, it's so niche. You have to know. You have to, it's, it's very smart. Like humor. You have to know things to understand it. Yeah. Like the internalized document. Externalized document, all the, the lingo. Well, like internal documents. That's, I kept hearing internal documents at Twitter were made public this week. Yeah. So it's like, what's you know, like? Uh, I used to be internal. Now I'm no longer internal. The, so, so, so maybe that—that's the only note I would have. So maybe throw I should, the context yeah. in. We've been hearing a lot about internal documents on Twitter. This is one of those documents. See, I, yeah. See, that, this is why it's good to share because that's the kind of thing I would leave out. You're right. Me, I should I'm put like, that out. What is this? It's a lot of your yeah, stuff. Yeah. When I hear it, sometimes it's very understood by you. Yeah. And all you're missing is that one little piece for yeah. people to like connect the dots before that's, so they don't have to try hard to figure out what's going that's on. That's good feedback. You know? So the part of that that to me makes it worth sending out is because that line, I'm a whore, <laughs> makes me laugh. Yeah. So I'm like, this is worth sharing. I get it. Because that thing, like... Yeah, um, it's, a, it's great. I'm it just needs a little bit of that context. <laughs> and I think when you're seeing it in your head, you so... You get, you understand it too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all you have to do is take yourself out of yourself for a second sure, and say, like, "What does, does this need more context?" Something where, I'm some, something I'm working out with my screenplays. Also, there's like, um, there's no shame in just saying exactly what you want to say. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to like make it artful. Like, mm -hmm. just say the thing. Right. Um, that's why I work well with partners because they'll they'll give me feedback like that. They'll be like, "I don't get it." Well. In the spirit of 2023 and a wrap up of 2022, sharing our creative endeavors in real time on the pod with review. That's a good way to end this. Yeah, that episode. was tough. That was I was nervous about that. Were you really? I guess yeah. I was too. It was a yeah. little bit. Uh, that was that was different. I think yeah, it would be interesting. Maybe Scott Galloway will share once again. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate it. Really. I'm Michael, by the way, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode 47. Bro.